God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I'm joined by Leonore Cavota. Hello, Leonore. Good morning, Scott. Did you have a good year so far? It hasn't started. No. Oh, you mean 2020? 2020. Uh, Well, you know what? I've had better. (laughs) I definitely have had better. Hey, we started off with a glorious impeachment. Is that how it began? You know, it's just been, yeah. the whole year has, January. This February. whole year has been a whirl, but all I've got to say. February and, made me shiver. All I've got to say about this year is, and I can summarize it from a Christmas card that we received from a friend of ours, it's got to get better, right? <laughs> I mean, and that and that's the way I view it, because this yeah. has just been in many ways a very difficult year. But on the other hand, we have to always think about the things that we do have, and we have to always be grateful Gratitude, and that's what I'm. It's all about. I, you know, instead of what, thinking about all the things that we don't have or the, the ways in which we wish the world would be, let's think about the things we do have and the things that are going right in our lives. Because what we do, because the one thing we can control is how we feel about things. It's people like you that annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you say that to me for other reasons, but <laughs> but but my my attitude is usually not one of the reasons. And I no. and I think you know this has been a tough year. But so let's let's all pat ourselves on the back that we survived, and <laughs> let's just move on and uh, hope. And it's got to you know, get better. You know, I, I really do. I, I really have to say, I feel bad for a lot of people out there. I mean, we're pretty well adjusted. And we're pretty okay, and we're pretty um, fortunate. Yeah, that's but, what. How, man, there are so many people that are on the margins, that were on the margins, and and they don't know where they're getting their last scrap. They don't know where they're getting. They, their they don't last... know where that's coming from. Yeah, and and I'm telling you, it's a tough life out there. It's tough, and these Democrats, uh, they have um, really pulled out all the stops. They've pulled out all the stops. And, you know, I've always said, and, and I've said this for years, it's nothing new. Um, this isn't groundbreaking, but I, I, I get so tired of the, the Democrat tactics, the smear 
and the tactics. They make stuff up because they not only finance and they spend more money on opposition research to smear you and to dig into your yearbook and to dig into your life and to try to ruin you as a person to win power because they don't want a debate. They don't want an honest debate. They don't want to have a substantive discussion. And the, the problem with that is when they find nothing, they, they make it up. Right. So like in the case of Trump, Trump lived his life always under attack. He lived his life always under he, the microscope. Yeah, exactly. Microscope. The microscope is the perfect way to describe it because, you know, I'm, I'm rereading um, some books from the 80s. And, you know, as I'm seeing, they, Donald Trump gets referenced in some of these books. And at this point, this was when he was going through some of his bankruptcy issues. And so he was in the public sphere for a very, very long time. But, of course, never on this level. And, you know, people have a fascination with creating heroes and then tearing them down. And everybody loved Donald Trump in his heyday when he was, uh, you know, the art of the deal, et cetera, the apprentice. But then when he ran for office, particularly on a Republican ticket, they started trying to destroy him and he still has survived. So, you know, let's we're going into 2021 in a few hours and, you know, it's going to be a better year and it's going to have better results all, on all fronts than we've seen in 2020. Well, we're already in 2021 in, in many countries. We but, are. You know, you know um, but, uh, but I do say that um, <clears throat> we have a lot to be grateful for, but there are a lot of people that are struggling. And, and, the, and the problem I have with the Democrats is, is just that. I mean, that they don't want to play ball. They want to play they, – they want to bring their own ball to the game, and the ball is, you know – deflated or deflated it's a trick or ball it's a trick ball and you know i always go back to that you know alabama race the yearbook and yeah. the forge yearbook anytime you see gloria alvarez come out or e Jean carroll or any one of these hucksters you know they're just there to mess it up you know they're, they're there to steal an election and that's exactly what they've done in the past and what they they continue to do but to your point uh, here's President Trump, long time ago. I don't know what vintage this is, but he's just such a bad dude. He's such a such a bad, uh, such a good guy, but a, in a bad way. He's a bad, a ass. bad guy in a good way, right? <laughs> uh, let's take a listen to Donald Trump. Certain times when it seemed that there was just no hope, those are the times that turned out to be the best for me because I don't give up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> well, that says it all. That crystallizes it in a soundbite. He yeah. he doesn't give up when time is tough, and and then, and then he said, and then let's go. That's it. Let's, let's he, move he, on. And then here he is uh, earlier on, uh, where he's answering some reporter's stupid, stupid question. Here we go. Commit here today for a peaceful transferal of power after the election. And there has been rioting in Louisville. There's been rioting in many cities across this country, red and your so-called red and blue states. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a healthy ego. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, and and here's the thing: they 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 try to equivocate um, the violence in liberal states as a, as it is in red states look at the boards the buildings are boarded up in liberal states why because 
they don't have a law enforcement that's going to police the Marxist group that's financed by China. And you know why they spray paint Black Lives Matter on some of their buildings? They do it as a protection. It's kind of like the blood that were, was put right. on the homes during Passover. If you've got if you've got the signal yeah. that you the the insignia that you support the movement, they will spare you. That's what it is, and and that's a horrible way to think about things. But that is the what reality. What kind of country are we living in? This is like a stopo land. Yeah. This is like, yeah, um, that, yeah. It's just horrible. It's just, you go back to the worst, um, the worst tyranny in in the world history, and we are we're on the verge of experiencing that. Yeah, I mean, and we do it uh, <clears throat> with uh, our big tech. Yeah, you know, um, uh, I was uh, I, I was posting something this morning. Um, guy we know, Robbie Suave, uh, writes this uh, this thing. And, and he basically, um, oh, right here. He says, uh, Amazon is the second most beloved American institution after the military. Google is similarly popular. Congress, on the other hand, has ranked as the least trustworthy U.S. institution every year for the last 14 years. Who should break up what now? And, you know, I just think that's typical shallow short-sightedness. Um, and, and he does it for clickbait. But, um, well, you know, the big tech is killing for. our elections. And, you know, he keeps on selling this old idea. Well, you know, the thing uh, and, is, and, I mean, not to belabor the obvious, <clears throat> but Amazon and Google have monopolies. And as, mu- and as much as we say, oh, you know, we're going to get rid of these things. Okay, when we go to buy something... First of all, we're, we're, how do we look? Nine chances out of ten, we're Googling something. Maybe we go to a different search engine, but we're actually Googling something. And when we're referring to our activity, we're, even if it's a different search engine, we're referring to it as Googling. Okay, so, so it's ubiquitous. And then when we go to buy something, who's got the monopoly? Yeah. Amazon. Well, well, there was a reply to him, and, yeah. and my reply was typical shallow, short-sighted clickbait from Rob, Robbie. Big tech is killing our elections, but you keep selling what you're selling until it's too late. But the better response was this one. Gator Chet said, Amazon, Google, and Walmart are like big tobacco. Nearly everyone smoked and bought Marlboros, but the, the, uh, the product slowly killed them. You know, yeah. and we can consume uh, the gravy train all the way down the pike. You know, like uh, I just uh, read a report here uh, where Edward Snowden, every, everybody that I know, you know, wants uh, a pardon for Ed, Ed Snowden, right? But, and Ed Snowden's this this hero on the right and, and, uh, and in some respects on the left. Um, but uh, there's new reports now that, hey, he leaked U.S. secrets to China. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know, China's the enemy right now. Yeah, China is definitely the enemy want right Trump now. Trump to pardon him. What's that? China is definitely the enemy right now. Yes. On many fronts. In 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 a big way, and uh, and it's amazing how that happened uh, so quickly. When I say it happened quickly, it wasn't that it wasn't going on all along. It was more that we suddenly all woke up and realized it. And, th- and that how could what we had be been sleeping happening? at the wheel like that? Right? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, our universities, our technology, etc. I have to say that we on our show, I said we're going to be talking about China for a long time. No, we've been saying and it for I, years. I've been saying that for years. So uh, China, I always looked at it as a threat. And I, I actually feel guilty because I have an Amazon Prime account and I can't stand Jeff Bezos. 
Right, so I'm I'm a little bit hip- hypocritical. I right buy there. stuff from Amazon all the time. I'm, yeah. I I have a Kindle, uh, but so I'm not saying. But that's the point. They're ubiquitous. Well, they they suck you in and they make uh, they they make your um, they make things so that you have to rely on them. And, you have to. Rely- and here's the thing: yeah. the China game is this. The China game is that you know, like NBC Universal, like we were talking about Jordan. Yeah, uh, Arthur, Arthur Bloom, Bloom Jordan. We Bloom. know him as Jordan. Yeah, um, who who is a colleague of yours? Yeah. And uh, he writes some wonderful stuff. And actually, I I discovered the Robbie Suave thing because he responded to Robbie Suave too. Um, but uh, and Robbie Suave, we, we've actually sat at the table with Robbie. Uh, uh, he's with he used to be with Reason uh, or something <laughs> like that. Um, I don't know where he is now. But uh, in any case, um, we're going to go ahead and mute that. Yeah. And our old buddy Pat Canine always hates that when I allow that to happen. Um, our our break goes in and then I mute it. Um, by the way, if you want to call in at the end of the year here. Yeah, we would um, be happy to listen to people's New Year's Eve thoughts. 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255. If you'd like to wish somebody a happy New Year, talk about uh, the things to come. Yesterday was actually a big day uh, for the Patriots in Arizona and Georgia. We're going to talk about that today as well. So there's a lot, a lot of things we're going to talk about. But you know, the thing about um, uh, China's game is that they uh, they'll do business and they'll write up a beautiful contract that you know all the attorneys will will agree upon, and that's wonderful. He's like, oh, this looks like a great opportunity. We're so fortunate and lucky to be doing business in China. Yeah. It's like, look at that. There's a 1.5 billion population that we, we now have access to. And you take someone like a Walmart, right? Who, uh, because Josh Hawley, uh, Josh Hawley uh, from Missouri, the senator from Missouri, said he's going to be one of the objectors, yeah. right? Yeah. He's going to object. And uh, there was a uh, media marketing guy that had control of the Walmart Twitter page and decided to tweet out, yeah, good luck with that. You know, you can have your two hours, sore loser. Yeah. And called him a sore loser. Take, you can, you know, if, if that's what it takes to, you know, put a pacifier in your mouth, uh, you can have your two hours of debate. But it's still going to, to Biden is what uh, Walmart mm-hmm. said. So Walmart quickly retracted that and uh, was very up. Uh, but it got great uh, backlash. Uh, basically, boycott Wal- Walmart trended like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Walmart's in bed with China. And there's all these pictures floating around, you know, of, of Walmart with Chinese writing. Uh, and uh, they want that market just like uh, Amazon wants that market, just like Facebook wants open borders and wants that market. And so on and so forth. Twitter. Because it's just more people that makes them richer, right? But the problem is as soon as they invest in the infrastructure, NBC Universal and their theme park, right, was the example we used yesterday. Yeah. Um, but all these big corporations, they buy these huge buildings and they buy these big plants and they invest billions in the infrastructure to, you know, create a supply chain. And once they got it all set up, it's like that house of cards, right? It's it's that house of cards that you've just spent hours building. Hours, if not days, maybe weeks. 
building that house of cards or that beautiful castle in the sand and or that beautiful sand castle and next thing you know a wave just crashes it over and it's done you've lost it yeah and the problem is is with china they they have um these rules and they say look we want you to support joe biden and we want you to trash donald trump and if you don't do that we're going to throw you out of our country yeah and you say to yourself whoa I just spent billions of dollars on the supply chain in China, and I was grateful to get that access to that market. Do I want to lose it? Not only do I lose all my investment, but I actually lose my opportunity too. Oh, no. What am I going to do? And, of course, you're going to sell out if you're NBC Universal. But you shouldn't have put yourself in that place to begin with because you knew you were dealing with the devil. You knew that you were in business with a shyster. You knew that this day was going to come. And you shouldn't have started it. You should have actually started your business elsewhere. And that's what business people need to understand. Pepsi, Coca-Cola, whoever, right? Big tobacco, whatever. You got to realize what you're dealing with. And you're playing with fire when you play with China. And after a while... If you actually use common sense, China is not going to be able to play that game and get away with it the way they have in the past and the way they have during this election and the way they have in 2020. Well, I keep, see, bringing, I keep bringing this up, but I see what they did in our entertainment industry with the virus. Well, do you remember the time when um, that movie made fun of, I think it was North Korea at the time? Yeah. No different. Oh, you mean the interview? That was Seth Rogen or something. Oh, like that. oh a different yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah, it was a mo- Sony, Sony yeah. Pictures. And then yeah. next thing you know, they hacked into Sony. No, and no, they, that, they... it is the movie, The Interview. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. About. Yeah, it... yeah. All right. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's things like that that happen. And uh, they take, there's some type of retribution. And then with the virus, what happened was, they, they t- you know, basically the virus came over here. It tanked our entertainment industry for a long time because everything was shut down. Production was shut down. Theaters were shut down. But guess what's happening in China? Their film industry has had a resurgence because they started opening everything back up again in terms of uh, the attendance. But also they started opening up the production again. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that they had this they had the uh, virus early. Yeah. Or much earlier yeah. than uh, than we, we all knew. And uh, and they had a solution to the virus. Right. They, they, I think that they actually knew what pedigree this virus was. They didn't let the world know, but they knew exactly what the treatment was. And I, I actually think that they probably had a secret mitigation to it. Yeah. Not, I mean, not a mitigation, a therapeutic to it. Um, a, a counter, you know, counter to uh, to counter it. And the other thing is they they blocked air travel from Wuhan to everywhere else in China. And they allowed international travel, and they didn't tell anybody, and it spread, and it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And there's a couple of scientists out there that would tell you that this was a uh, a virus that was not supposed to be spread from person to person, and then next thing you know, they modify it with injections, and it's able to then spread from person to person. But still, it was a kind of virus that was not spread ace, uh, if you were asymptomatic, mm-hmm. uh, not very well. Maybe a unique case, but not really. And yet, and, and that's, that was the cause. 
It was the if you're even if you're asymptomatic, it spreads. It was for that reason alone. Okay, it was that reason alone that the economy, the world economy, shut down. So that's why I believe that the shutdowns and the mask orders didn't have a positive impact on the spread or the spikes. And so I think that the mitigation that we chose to use based on what Fauci and Burks and a bunch of other morons suggested, trust the scientists, my foot. It was like the same thing happened when he like, trust all 17 intelligence agencies. Well, in 2020, we learned that the impeachment was a hoax. And we also learned that 17 intelligence agencies didn't know crap. Yeah. And that we also learned that Fauci and Burks were full of crap. Yeah. And that they lied to us. And that this was coordinated effort to rig elections. Not only was the Russian hoax uh, designed to uh, stop President Trump from declassifying information because it was locked up in investigations, whether it be Mueller or whether it be, um, you know, the Flynn trial. But a lot of this stuff was tied up in courts and declassification would have been meddling in these investigations and, and obstructing justice. So Trump was prevented from declassifying for four years. There's a reason why the Flynn case lasted four years. Believe me, folks. Yeah. There's a reason why Emmett Sullivan did what he did. And there's a reason why that case took so long. The Flynn case. And there's a reason because it prevented Trump from declassifying. And there's a reason why Mueller and his band of uh, libtards actually took two, two plus years to take. Because, again, Trump, once he have a special counsel... You can't declassify. It's very difficult. The conservative um, treehouse wrote an, wrote an article about this, Last Refuge, Sundance. And it's true that it makes it very difficult. And that's why I think it was sinister of Barr to uh, issue a special counsel on behalf of Durham uh, to prevent Trump from doing any funny business in terms of declassifying but Trump wrote a memorandum to that response. His response to Durham's being a special counsel was a was a memorandum. And he wrote that on December 22nd of 2020. So there's a lot of business going on here. There's a lot of corruption in D.C. You think you, you know who your friends are in D.C.? Do I think I know who my friends are in this business? I don't. You know, I run a radio station and, and I host a syndicated talk show. And I'm telling you, I've seen it all over the course of the years. And it's a crazy, crazy business. You know, it's not like selling bread on, on Market Street. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, how you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's not Mayberry. This is not Mayberry. D.C. is not Mayberry. That's for sure. Uh, we well, like I've never lived in Mayberry, so I can't really comment. It's a meta- metaphorically speaking. So we're we're um, we have uh, Jonathan from Pennsylvania on the line. Jonathan. Yes. Good morning, Scott and Leonora. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, I want to comment about your the things you were talking about, but first, I want to talk about upcoming events in Iran. 
the president on December 17th had a, a group in his office and talked about uh, what they could do against Iran to stop their, what they could do militarily to stop their um, uh, nuclear program. And uh, uh, that was December 17th, and then the nuclear scientist was was assassinated uh, a little bit later, and then, I think it was later, but anyway, then uh, allegedly to stop the um, the uh, uh, Iran's reaction against Israel, uh, the U.S. sent uh, an aircraft carrier and a ballistic missile submarine and uh, B-52s over to the um, over the Middle East somewhere there, Saudi Arabia or Iraq or Israel, somewhere <laughs> over there they sent them. And um, I mean, is is that really necessary? It, it seems like it could be a buildup. Well, in in anticipation of all of that, I wrote up a um, a prophecy from Daniel, Daniel chapters ten, eleven, and twelve, and um, it it predicts that either it when there's the fourth king uh, after Cyrus of Persia at a time times and a half a time, which can be explained as right now, right about this time. Um, the king will be the, the greatest in power ever, but will be broken, and his power will go to the four winds of heaven. And that implies to me that it could be bombed, or they could just voluntarily agree to disperse to, the, to na all nations around the world. And so I wrote that prophecy up and put it up December 24th. And um, it's at brotherjohn.com, B-R-J-O-N.com. So, and I've sent that notice to uh, the State Department, the Israeli embassy, uh, Iranian embassy, but none of them have gone to look at it, um, as far as I can tell, because I have stat counter, you know, stat counter that you can go and look at what visits have taken place from where into your uh, web pages. So, I'm just trying to let the world know here through your radio show. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank and you, Happy Jonathan. New Year. Happy New Year. And I also have some comments about China. Oh, we, um, we, we're limited. We're limited with time, but if you could just do that really quick. China, China and COVID. China is using some other therapies. Well, they're using the hydroxychloroquine and. Um, probably ivermectin and uh, ozone therapy. And uh, also I heard somebody was in, in China working, and finally he, he was starting a business. They set, set up so many roadblocks and compromises and, and take his profits that he finally gave up. He says, it's just not worth it to, to try to do business right. in China. Right. It's so, absolutely not. Yeah. But thank you, Jonathan. Okay. So happy New Year. Happy New Bye -bye. Year. Happy New Year. All right. Take care. All right, um, we got to get to uh, what happened yesterday, too. There, there's very important stuff that, that went on yesterday. I'll tell you what, um, President Trump is doing what he promised. Yeah. He said he, he was going to give 125%. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I never liked that. 100% is 100%, right? Yeah. But he did say 125%.
And I will tell you, he is giving it his all. And with no help from the courts, the courts don't want to meddle. But here's the benefit. Here's the plus side. Here's the upside. A lot of people are whining and complaining about the courts not doing their duty. And I agree. I'm, I, I also am one of those people that complains about that. I, I'm a complainer about that. But, but you also, um, if you're in a fight, you know, yeah, you don't like the guy punching you in the face. But on the same token, you know, it's an opportunity to look for a solution to that problem, yeah. right? Like duck <laughs> or, or, or punch back, right? <laughs> Either way, or block your arms. Um, but the answer to that problem and the solution to that problem, just like when someone sues you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want somebody to sue you, but you, you, the only way you can coerce them from suing you is to, to actually make them pay for it. Right. Right? If you're going to sue me, then you're going to, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, counter sue you, and you're gonna have to dis- disclose discovery, and we're gonna uh, open this case wide open. So that's why Eric Coomer from Dominion, for example, uh, was suing for defamation, and so was some other people from Dominion. And you know, be careful what you wish for; you just might get it. They were suing Sidney Powell, and Lynn Wood said, "Bring it. We'll we'll go ahead and have that dis- uh, discovery session right now." And you could you could disclose all that you want, and I I say that's a good thing, and uh, you know the same thing is true with um, the courts. Yeah. So the courts aren't seeing these cases, and guess what happens when that happens? They're basically saying, they're basically saying that uh, this is political. Yeah. This is a political football. Yeah. This is not a legal football. We have remedies for this. So the Supreme Court and the other courts, the circuit courts, the appeals courts, the district courts, the federal courts that are weighing in on these things. And for some reason, even Trump judges aren't necessarily wanting to get their hands dirty with this problem. The reason why is because courts don't like to get their hands into the cookie jar of electors or votes. They don't like to make votes disappear. And, you know, well, that's thing, a natural reaction. Well, and but, you know, the problem is if you have 200,000, um, you know, uh, overage in PA or you have all these um, other kinds of votes, the, the problem is uh, every one bad vote, you know, neutralizes every one legitimate vote. Yeah. And I don't even think that's a fair fight because that what's what that does not prevent you from committing a foul. If the only thing that happens with a foul, if you get caught, is that, you know, your 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 um, crime uh, can get you might have to give your money back. If I steal from the store, they'll say, you know, you won't go to jail if you give the money back. Well, then I'll just keep stealing if that's the penalty, because how many times will I not get caught right. and walk away with the money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how many times do I get caught and have to give it back? Well, that's a winning proposition. Yeah. See, that's the problem with uh, what the courts are doing is they're basically not wanting to, they're not looking at the person who got victimized. They're not looking at that as a uh, distinguished vote. Right. Or a distinguished voice. And so this really does need to be heard. But because the courts have ruled the way they have, uh, they're basically, in essence, saying this is something that the state legislatures have to pick up. 
And so Giuliani, I thought, gave a great speech yesterday in Arizona. And, uh, and then in Georgia, there was a Judiciary Committee, uh, State Judiciary Committee, that said that they were going to have access to, uh, they ruled that they are going to have access to the uh, Fulton County uh, systems to, for interrogation, mm-hmm. for complete auditing of the Fulton County machines that were involved on those video cameras. Yeah. So where there was video of people stuffing the machines with multiple ballots, and in a lot of cases, with pristine paper that wasn't folded. Well, the Judiciary Committee in Georgia said, we have a right to look at that. And I, I guarantee you that when they look at that, there's going to be anomalies because eyewitness reports have already accounted for it. Eyewitnesses have already seen it. And they said that there was problems, that these things were done by a machine, that the paper wasn't folded, so how could it have ever been in an envelope? And they all looked the same, and the, the weighted stock, the weight of the paper, wasn't the same. And you could feel it, right? When you pick yeah. up a piece of paper, yeah. you could feel the difference. Oh, sure. One feels like a counterfeit or a copy, right. yeah. and the other feels like something that was printed off a printing press that was weighted stock. Yeah, yeah. You know, my father was a printer, uh, he will tell you that's true, yeah. right? I know this because I also worked as a printer on you know one of his companies uh, for a little bit. I and, worked with printers. Yeah, and so you know you know it's just common sense, and uh, so these people are honest people. They're not making this stuff up. They swore an affidavit under penalty or perjury that the, they're telling the truth, and that they have come to the uh, place where. They're saying that these things. So the Judiciary Committee in Georgia has said that um, that uh, they're going to be able to audit. Because why? Because this, the state legislature that's involved with the Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. uh, actually has more power by our Constitution, according to... Rudy Giuliani's speech last night and 10 other speeches he gave where they have more power than the Secretary of State. They can override the Secretary of State, Raffensperger. And every step of the way, Raffensperger and Kemp and Duncan and uh, and uh, every one of those, uh, and, and also Sterling, Gabe Sterling, mm-hmm. they didn't get back to the people the people that were begging and complaining for support, begging for support and complaining. Susan Cox uh, aired her 911 calls. You know, she was calling the police on the day of. I mean, every indicator just screams of, you know, people trying to say, hey, a crime is being committed. It's almost like, hey, look at those people, the, the Black Lives Matter or Antifa people, the Marxists over there, they're tearing down statues. What, please do something. And the police just stand there and watch it happen. Never before in my life would I ever thought that I would live in a country that would allow these things to happen, the things we've seen in 2020. The statues being torn down, the hoax impeachment over a perfect call, uh, the rigged election, uh, the Russian hoax, the fake media, and the censorship, the tearing down of all these YouTube channels of conservative voices. Even today, I flip on YouTube and I'm looking for a conservative channel of a show uh, that I would rather watch than anything else. And, um, and they're gone. Everything is just gone. It's been ripped apart. The big tech 
has sold out American patriots for China. And that's the thing yeah. that, that we're dealing with. We're dealing with China, Chinese manipulation, Chinese um, uh, leverage. They're over-leveraged. I mean, just look at this year, 2020, right? We're at the end of 2020, but there's the Harvard professor. No one's even talking. That There was a day when that would have been one of the biggest stories of the year. Yeah. The Harvard professor that was actually in bed with Wuhan's laboratory. Yeah. You know, that launched this whole thing. You know, we didn't learn about this virus until 2020. Now, they knew about it since August of 2019, at least. But we didn't know about it. We had to deal with this. This stupid COVID thing. The draconian, you know, and it was always the liberal governors that would violate our Bill of Rights. That would violate our Constitution, constitutional protections. I didn't, I'm telling you, I, I shouldn't say it like this, but I didn't choose to live here like this. But no, you know what? People who are born in Somalia didn't choose to live in Somalia either. No, they, they didn't. And, and so that's why I was correcting myself. Yeah. Because, because they, you know, I feel like, though, that I'm in a situation now where, by chance, I was born in America. And, and at this point, I'm facing tyranny as a result of where I was born. To no fault of my own, I was born in, you know, in, uh, in America. And so the point is, is, is that what do you do when you're faced with adversity? You, you fight back. And that's, the, that's where we are right now as a country, is that we have to stand up and we're in the face of tyranny right now. This is a, this is a war. And we're facing tyranny. And nobody, I know that you don't, and I know that I don't want to have to pick up a weapon and fight and get bloody, and get uh, hurt, and and to risk my life. But at some point, what's the point of living? It? You if know, you, what's if you the have point? so many restrictions, and it's and it's interesting to look at the way things have happened across the country. And again, it's sort of a luck of the draw where you're living in terms of how right. restricted your life is. An example I heard recently was when you talk about um, the universe, uh, Disneyland and Disney World and Universal Studios. If you're in California, those entities are all shut down. If you're in Florida, they're open. I mean, and think of all the people that are employed in these places. And this and the uh, the contingent employment, the employment that's on the perimeter of these entities. So you you know, how is it that um, you have one state that shuts down completely almost, and then you have another state that remains open, and and they have different uh, you know results with the with the virus. How are people staying open and cases are not going up? You know there there are so many things you know that are threats to our liberty where. We need to move forward. Yes, we have to be cognizant that the, the, the disease is real, but we also have to be cognizant that shutting down schools and shutting down business is unhealthy and psychologically damaging, not just for this week, this month, or this year, but for decades and generations to come. Absolutely. And um, uh, I've been on a uh, Emerald Robinson kick. She's from Newsmax. And uh, she's she's uh, done a, a, some really great stuff. And she says, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read some of these tweets and I'm going to play a clip. 
Before I do that, though, I'm going to take. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take this caller uh, because I recognize that it's Julie. Um, so, Julie, uh, how are you? Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. I just wanted to say real quick. It's amazing how the Chinese and and all their cohorts have decided to destroy all competition in the world. And now, when I grew up and when you grew up, we all thought about doing some kind of sports to become part of the Olympics. They have destroyed it. There's no way that we can continue the Olympics. They have destroyed all competition across the globe. How in the world can we gather together as as many nations now with all these things going no, on? You know, it's, Chi- it's, 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 it's a very sad thing. China's worst nightmare is going to be President Trump's re-election. That, that will be their worst nightmare because when Trump gets re-elected, they will not know what hit them. Yeah. They won't. I'm telling they'll you, be, because be I hope so. Yeah, I hope and so. that would be We're that so would be that would be epic. We? It would be epic. Oh. But Julie, you well, know, you get credit. You get credit for. Have a good New Year, you, Julie. Before you go, you get credit for one of the wisest calls that came in this year, and that was when you called in about. Uh, uh, I think you were one of the first. That pioneered this this when thinking. Blood in the streets by yeah. real estate. Yeah, no, that uh, the and cities are everybody's fleeing the cities, and who's going to come in? But uh, you know the uh, yeah. the aristocrats yeah. are going to come in and gobble up all the the, oh, the empty yeah. properties. Oh they're doing it right now. I'm sure. Right. There's people with their hands out because they just have to get out. Aristocrats like, oh, and oligarchs. We'll, we'll buy it from you. But we don't want to pay much for it. Yeah. Oh well, we can only pay like one quarter, one. This what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah thank you. All and right. please, Happy New Year to you. And let's all hope for a better New Year and, and hope Trump prevails. The president yeah. Yeah. succeeds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And happy thank New you Year. For everything you do. Thank right. you. Thank you. Bye yeah. bye. Bye bye. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to um, go on it. Emerald Robinson uh, rant here, not rant, um, promotion, I guess. I just like what she, she has to say. She says, if lockdowns work, then why is California still on lockdown? And why is every everyone moving to Florida where there's no lockdown? You know the reason? You're just not allowed to say it in America anymore. Two weeks ago, DNI Ratcliffe confirmed... <clears throat> That there was foreign election interference by China, Iran, and Russia in the 2020 election. The next question, what's the Trump administration going to do about it? And then she says, You can't claim that you're worried about giving billions of dollars to Americans in direct payments when you just voted to give billions of dollars to remote foreign countries for no apparent reason. Is that a good point? Yeah, that is a good yeah. point. You know, they're talking about Chuck Schumer is basically saying, um, you know, because they, they wanted to throw in Section 230 as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that has nothing to do with uh, the COVID. No, uh, nothing whatsoever. Nothing to do. Well, neither did, um, you know, uh, gender studies in Pakistan. Yeah. Right? Or, or, or the Kennedy Center. So Emerald Robinson says, 
what happened with the server in Germany? What happened with the hacked CCP list? What happened with Hunter Biden's laptop? What happened with Hillary Clinton's emails? The list goes on and on. What happened with the 2018 executive order and the report from ODNI? So, you know, we do have an executive order that we're hoping for. Here's what she sounds like. A total of 203,000. Hi, Emma. Great to see you again. Yeah, the president talking about this analysis from a group of 17 Republican lawmakers in the state of Pennsylvania who said that they conducted an extensive analysis of Election Day uh, voting data in their state and saying that they found, quote, unquote, troubling discrepancies. Let's talk about what they found. According to their analysis, a total of 203,377 more ballots were cast than actual people who voted. In the presidential race, they say they found 170,830 more ballots that were cast than voters who voted. Now, that number in the presidential race is more than double the difference between President Trump and Joe Biden in the state of Pennsylvania. In a press release, the lawmakers criticized several aspects of the election process in their state, but they really uh, zeroed in on the SURE system, which is Pennsylvania's voter registration system in this uh, press release they said quote these numbers just don't add up and the alleged certification of pennsylvania's presidential election results was absolutely premature unconfirmed and in error as you said the president's tweeted about it several times in fact he just uh, tweeted this morning more on this analysis saying quote can you imagine if the republicans stole a presidential election from the democrats all hell would break out republican leadership only wants the path of least resistance our leaders, not me, of course, are pathetic. They only know how to lose. P.S. I got many senators. Now, this analysis also comes amidst another lawsuit from the Amistad Project uh, asking that vice, the vice president, Mike Pence, and Congress not uh, not uh, count presidential elector, electors in key battleground states that have remained in controversy since the election day, and that includes the state of Pennsylvania. Now, look, we're just a few days out of that joint session of Congress in which vice, the vice president will preside over. Emma, Sean? Yeah, very true. We're keeping a close eye on that January 6th congressional meeting, expecting, expecting to hear from at least a handful of those Republican congressmen and women objecting there. Of course, we'll wait and see if anyone on the Senate side is going to. Well, and that turns out to be Josh Hawley. Yeah. You know, I love Josh Hawley because he has no love for China, that's for sure. Uh, Emerald Robinson from Newsmax, uh, you just heard, just yeah, she's also, good. also said, what you have to understand about the corporate media's grasp of election law is simple. All lawsuits filled by Republicans are meritless. <laughs> and then she writes about uh, uh, Mark Elias. Uh, we've talked a lot about Mark Elias, uh, the biggest pig in Washington. Um, you know, he's the one that worked with Abrams to rig elections. He's the one that paid off CrowdStrike on behalf of Perkins Coey, his law firm. Uh, he's the one that worked uh, with Fusion GPS to smear and create the Russian hoax. And he's the one that's been tweeting out uh, all the different uh, uh, legal cases that uh, the Trump team has been losing um, and rubbing it in their faces. This guy is a piece of crap. Mark Elias, uh, real corrupt, real sinister guy. If you know, and it's amazing that we live in a world where you could be that evil, mm -hmm. uh, as evil as Mark Elias is, and yet somehow w slither your way like a snake through you know the legal angles and make it all legal. Uh, somehow this guy is not breaking laws 
yet he's destroying America with his lib- liberalism. It's it's awful. Emerald Robinson gets it, though, and she said, the Mount Everest of irony is Mark Elias complaining about Republicans trying to change election results. Emerald Robinson also said, any politician or journalist who tries to redirect your attention away from the fact that America's electronic voting systems are in the hands of private shell companies owned by foreign foreigners should be ignored. And she also said the fact that Florida is open for business and doing just fine is proof that lockdowns are nonsense and that other states have destroyed their economies uh, for no good reason. And it's so true. What you're witnessing is the nasty public divorce of the GOP establishment from President Trump. She wrote that in response to uh, Matt Gates, who uh, basically said, I'm not going back to the Republican Party. Right. Um, and stick, a lot of people is, have spoken about this. This is the Trump Party now. And Raphael Warnock does not remind me of any church pastor I can remember because he's a heretic. So he's I also mean, had a lot of personal issues. There's been and, and there's been corruption with the camp he ran. There's, yeah. there's a lot of things. Well, why he is not a good. And candidate. she reminds us there's no asymptomatic spread of COVID, according to researchers at the University of Florida. And, um, you know, it's just it's just one thing after another. She says, if tech oligarchs are allowed to privately fund America's election system, then how exactly do we still have a constitutional republic? And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of really great stuff. Uh, another person I fo- like to follow is Melissa Tate. She said, breaking report, Gomert, other Republicans sued Vice President Pence because he had refused to sign on the rejecting on to rejecting electors. So, uh, by the way, do you have that um, uh, the daily calendar uh, for President oh, Trump? Oh, I'll look it up. Just a fact base. Yeah, I'll get it. One second. Fact base. And, and while you're doing that... Um, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, something that Code Monkey said. He says, DHS partnered with Voting Works to uh, audit and verify the 2020 general election votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Missouri, Virginia, Ohio, and Georgia. Were there any election issues in these states? Who owns Voting Works? Look up Voting Works if you get a chance. Now, I wanted to see whether or not, and Leonora has the information, uh, whether or not Trump's been meeting with Pence for lunch. Well, Okay, I could double check that. Yeah, well, just scan through because I'm going to also. Uh, and I want you to try to get that after this clip. I'm going to play another clip. This is um, posted by the Gateway Pundit, who seems to like Emerald Robinson too, uh, from Newsmax. Examines the future of the Republican Party and the GOP's hatred of its base, and um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a listen to this uh, right here. I'm in for Rob this week. Tonight we will be talking about America as it stands right now, which means we'll be talking about the post-election chaos. Everything is confused right now, and everyone seems confused. Most of all of our, most of all our politicians, the people who we voted to represent us don't seem to know who they represent anymore. Maybe it's the Sudan or Burma. I mean, after all, both of those remote countries got big money from Congress last week. Most of our elected officials seem to represent China now, at least unofficially. But it definitely isn't us. Americans hardly have any representatives at all in government. You can see this most clearly in the COVID relief bill that Congress tried to pass last week. While Americans were getting $600, Burma was getting $135 million. Sudan got $700 million and Pakistan got $15 million. The list goes on and on. This wasn't a Democrat or Republican boondoggle. 
This bill had broad bipartisan support. In other words, both parties wanted to give $700 billion to remote foreign countries that most of us have never visited, while giving Americans a mere $170 billion. You can say there's nothing new about this. Congress is always wasting our money. But there is something new. There was a very messy and very public breakup between the GOP and President Trump over all this. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. The average Republican voter is just waking up to the harsh reality that the GOP and President Trump don't really agree about anything. It's not a marriage anymore. It's not even dating. It's now almost an abusive relationship. The president yesterday accused his own party of having a death wish. Trump played the part of the loyal spouse, publicly supporting total buffoons like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass in the last four years, while the GOP went around town sleeping with big tech lobbyists and Chamber of Commerce flops. You can see this most clearly with the Georgia runoff elections, where Trump has publicly called out Republican Governor Brian Kemp and other elected officials, while Mitch McConnell and the GOP establishment have remained totally silent. And there's more to that, and we're going to go ahead and publish that uh, on our social media page. Um, but you get the idea, right? Yeah. That, uh, you know, and you said the last time that President Trump had lunch with Pence was December, December 14th. 14th. And you 14th. also had lunch with him on December 7th. But you have to remember, there was a holiday week in there, and there were some you know things that didn't happen because of the holidays. Yeah. So it's I'll, not surprising. I'm hoping that they're getting along. That's for I'm sure. I'm hoping, too. And just so you know what the president is doing today, he is uh, the first lady are leaving the White House. at, a, at um, They're leaving Florida at 11 a.m. Um, today to go to the White House. So they're actually in Florida right now. Okay. All right. And uh, any parting um, uh, gifts uh, for the new year? Well, for the new year, I just want to say that, you know, this uh, is we, the last show. This, we're is doing the la- the- this is the last show. And one of the things we always like to do on the show is talk about movies we like to watch. And my favorite New Year's movie is When Harry Met Sally. And the reason why it's my favorite New Year's movie is it's got two New Year's scenes, not one. Wow. Yeah. Explain. Well, there's there's a scene at Midway in their relationship where they go to a New Year's dinner, a New Year's, uh, they're out with oh, their friends. Oh, they're about to kiss. And they're about to kiss, you know, let yeah. song lovers, been to friends, whatever. And at the end, and at really the very end, you have, the, you have the the final scene is a, is a New Year's Eve party. Yeah, I know. I just, you know, the only problem for me is Rob Reiner. Well, we don't like Rob Reiner so much, but we love, but we love his movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well... Uh, uh, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. And, I do uh, as well. And, uh, you know, can't be, uh, well. Like, it's got to get got, better. It's got to get better, right? It's only upward from here. Yeah. But, um, you know, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Not Show. Not just today, but all Red year State long. Red State Talk Radio and WFYL 1180 AM in Philadelphia, our flagship syndicated channel. And, um, you know, so uh, we just want to wish everybody a happy new year, prosperous new year, and that everybody gets back on their feet, that America gets back on their feet. And let's all pray for Trump and pray for a Trump victory and a re-election. And that's where we are right now with this. The fight continues. And with that, my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonore Cravetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.